Hey, I'm Robert Pearson, and this is Follow the Leader, where I sit down on my lunch break, and we talk Bible stuff, and being a man, and how that all fits together. Going through the man cards one at a time in kind of a random order, we are on Genesis uh, chapter 3, verses 22 and 23. It's only two verses, but there's some like pivotal stuff in here, so let's jump into it. Genesis chapter 3, verses 22 to 23. Then the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become like one of us, knowing good and evil, and now he might stretch out his hand and take also from the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore the Lord God sent him out from the Garden of Eden to cultivate the ground from which he was taken. All right, this is after God's cursed everybody and kicked them all out of the garden. So, where does your mind go when you read this? It's interesting that being made in the image of God initially didn't include knowing the difference between good and evil. But somehow he was expected to obey and held accountable for his actions. And that's kind of an interesting, interesting conundrum. And at that juncture, God didn't want us to live forever, so he kicked us out of the garden. And uh, we have another injunction to work. But now it's after the curse, now it's it's going to stink. Pardon me. And there's that recurring reminder, of course, that men are taken from the ground. Humans are made out of dirt. We're a bunch of dirt people walking around. Um, that's interesting. So... I've always taken this to be taking something out of turn. If God didn't want people to have the knowledge of good and evil, why would he have put the tree in the garden? It doesn't make sense unless it wasn't a never, but a not yet. If he wanted mankind as a species to mature a little bit before gaining that knowledge, before having a full understanding... Obviously, he holds Adam responsible. We just had a verse in Proverbs that said, you know, does not, you know, when you say, I did not know, does the, the Lord not know this and take it into account? Um, obviously, God's not going to hold you accountable for something that you don't know. So clearly, the knowledge of good and evil isn't exactly the same as knowing to do what you're told. It's always seem to, I don't know, the way I've always made sense of it is there are certain things in the world that your kid shouldn't know until he's old enough to know. Uh, certain things about the way the world works, that even though it's a part of his nature, it's a part of who he is, it's not a part of who he is yet. He's not, they're not old enough or mature enough to understand you know, sexual relationships in a proper context, they're not old enough or mature enough to you know, at uh, certain ages, not know when to use cuss words. I was going to use them all the time until they get mature enough. Now, here are these words. You're not allowed to use them most of the time. Here are the times and places. It's okay. And so, it's always made sense to me that 
the tree of knowledge of good and evil wasn't a never ever at all, but rather a not yet, and it just wasn't relevant at that time. God puts it there and says, no, don't eat this or you'll die. Uh, think about it, if your three-year-old gets a hold of some Jack Daniels, that's they're going to hospital pretty fast. Uh, however, at 30, that's not that big a deal. It's the same thing. You tell your three-year-old, don't touch this, it could kill you. You know, for aspirin or alcohol or certain things, it could kill a small child, but when you get stronger, when you're bigger, when you're more mature, those things aren't harmful, but rather um, enrich your understanding and experience of life or make your life better in the case of medicines and stuff. So that that always made sense to me because why wouldn't otherwise why wouldn't Adam just cut it down and burn it? Don't eat this, or you'll die. Got it. Just torch it. Done. Never eat it at all. Like why would God have put it there unless it was a had some purpose other than just being tempting? Ooh. Um, you know why would you put a live electrical outlet in your kid's crib? That doesn't make any sense. So, anyway, that's the way I've always made made sense of that, that whole interaction. Um, but knowing good and evil is clearly a part of... The old man has become like one of us. Uh, knowing good and evil. And, you know, however you reckon, obviously God is one. There's only one God. So us, the, the ways people explain that away are either... it's uh, He's using us you know, in a royal, plural sense. There's a, a sense of the royal we... That, that goes back, where as a monarch, you say, we, because you're a representative of an entire country of people, and um, you adopt that into your speech by using kind of a royal plurality in your, your pronouns and stuff. Um, the other way is, he's just talking about, you know, himself and the angels, God, and, I mean, the angels clearly know a difference between right and wrong, and... Um, you know, Satan and the other types are on the other end of that, so just an easier way to read it instead of having to go do backflips. It's like, well, God's just talking about himself and the angels. He's got a crew of angels around him most all the time. You see in Samuel, and in one of the Psalms and stuff, he's hanging out, surrounded by angelic beings in uh, was it Ezekiel and all of a revelation. He's never alone, just sitting on, on his throne by himself. There's always angels around and stuff happening. Um... So, lost my place here. There we go. No, it's straight to the same. Yep. So, therefore, the Lord sent him out from the Garden of Eden to cultivate the ground from which he was taken. So we, the uh, once again, that that idea returns. The from earth you came into earth you shall return. Uh, that line we get in uh, classic funerals: ashes to ashes and dust to dust. Uh, one day you're going to be worm food. This is life. Um, but until then, we're sent into the world once again to work. A restating of that, that mission statement. That's the whole reason we were made to begin with, is he puts man in the garden to work. And then immediately he's putting Adam to work naming animals. And then just because we mess up, we get thrown out of the garden. And then, well, you're still going to work, pal. That's, that's why you're here. That's your job. So, uh, what can we learn about ourselves from this? Um, 
means you you come into the world knowing good and evil. All of mankind is, is kind of burdened with the weight of knowing what's right and knowing what's wrong. And uh, you're also burdened with, you're going to die one day. And that's, just need to accept that. And it's, uh, it's important to, to be aware of that. And also, it's your job to work until you die. While you're here, knowing good and evil, to work. And that's, I don't know, you, you kind of see that in the way people who retire and do nothing and just sit on the couch all day long, it don't last very long. Uh, if your goal in life is to do nothing, your life's going to get a lot shorter as soon as you start doing nothing. But if you see um, sort of the health and longevity of people who are just working their whole lives and every day get up with a purpose to go do something, they... They live them long, full lives, no matter how much they smoke sometimes. Uh, so it's, it's interesting. So I don't know. What's the most important takeaway here? I, I keep coming back to the, the idea of work. Obviously, you're going to die. That's not really new information. Um, but you you know good and evil. You know what's right and what's wrong. And that's part of being human. And they're, I don't know, there are a lot of folks that say, oh, well, since man sinned, they don't. You can't do anything right now, and you're completely depraved, and that's, that's not really the case. That's not the picture the Bible paints, and that was certainly never in any ancient uh, Jewish writings. And they're, they're the people that uh, cooperated with God to write the Old Testament and spent years and years analyzing the Old Testament. They read the original Hebrew language. They never got the, uh, an idea that. They were just eternally, permanently sinful from birth, from any of the Old Testament. Uh, don't get me wrong, uh, ancient Jewish wisdom wasn't right on every point. Also, because otherwise they would not would all be Christians now, they wouldn't have missed Jesus. Uh, but just some of the, the fundamental tenets that, um, while yes, we all mess up, yes, we all sin, we also all know better. And we know what's right and what we should do. And, and what doing good look, looks like. Uh, and I don't know, I, I, I keep coming back to work. The most important takeaway is you're going to work. Don't, don't look for the easy way out. Don't look for the fast track. Don't look for something that lets you sit around a yacht all day and waste your life. But know you're going to work. So find something you want to do. Um, and, you know, if you do retire, find something now to do to work for charity organizations or just be a handyman for your family, fixing sinks and stuff for your kids. Or, um, but, but get up, get out of the house, go, go places, do something, and uh, keep working. Uh, what does this change for us? Uh, knowing this uh, doesn't change a whole lot uh, except give you a little more weight and appreciation, right? That Yeah, you got to work. You know what's right and you know what's wrong, and uh, you're going to die. That's just the way of things. So glad to deliver some cheery stuff today. But uh, can't all be cake. Got to have some meat sometimes too. All right. Give me your answer to these questions down below. Uh, come track me down and say hi on Facebook if you aren't here already. It's uh, facebook.com forward slash follow to lead. Follow the number two lead. Follow to lead at a... Uh, yeah, at... Add follow to lead on, on Facebook. And, uh, 
Yep. That's it. I'll see you next time. Godspeed.